Thank you so much for joining us at Remnant Church Podcast. We hope that you are encouraged by today's message. If you would like to know more or support this ministry, please go to remnantchurch.church. And now, the message from Pastor Caleb. I pray you've had a great Christmas. Good morning. So good to see you today. Welcome to Remnant Church Online. I want you to turn your Bibles today to John chapter 1. Just hold there for just a minute. John chapter 1. A lot of us, uh, especially during this season, coming out of Christmas, uh, look at the Gospels. When I I say the Gospels, I mean Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Especially Matthew, Mark, and Luke. And the reason we do that is because it tells us the story of, uh, of Jesus. Uh, Matthew, Mark, and Luke are uh, what theologians call the synoptic gospels. It, it, synoptic meaning seeing together. So Matthew, Mark, and Luke, they, they all go together. They're the same uh, story, kind of told uh, in the same way. Uh, Matthew shows that Jesus, in the beginning, it shows that Jesus came from uh, from Abraham, Abraham through David, uh, demonstrating that he was the Messiah prophesied in the Old Testament. Then you've got Mark uh, that shows Jesus came from Nazareth, uh, demonstrating that Jesus was a uh, servant. Uh, you read in uh, Mark, it talks about can anything good come from Nazareth? And then Luke shows that Jesus came from Adam, starts at Adam, uh, and that he demonstrating that he is the perfect man. And, but then John is altogether different. And I love the book of John. I love the gospel according to John. I love the straightforward style. John's different. John shows that Jesus came from heaven, demonstrating that Jesus is God. The, the first three, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, they, they focus on what Jesus taught, and what he did, while John focuses on who Jesus is. A lot of times we don't go to John when we're talk, uh, talking about the Christmas story just because it, it's different. But I love the way John comes out of the gate in uh, John chapter 1. And, and to understand John, uh, you need to look at John chapter 20, verse 31, because it tells us right off the bat in John chapter 20, Verse 31, why John even wrote uh, this gospel or, or recorded the gospel the way he did. It says, but these are written so that you may believe. So John said, I wrote what I wrote so that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. So I want us to look today, this morning, in the book of John. We're going to start in verse 1. And I'm just going to let the scripture preach itself today. Okay, are you ready? John chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. And all things were made by Him. And without Him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it 
not. Now, when I, it, the Bible talks about light here in the book of John, I don't want you to think of, and it, we, we, we think of something on the wall, the light, the light on the wall that's controlled by a light switch. But when John wrote this, they didn't have Georgia Power or they didn't have a light switch on a wall. They didn't have a light bulb. Light to them was fire. And fire to them was power. Now, I want just for a minute to help you understand that when the Bible says that in him uh, or that he was the light and the light shines in darkness, I don't want you to think about a light switch on a wall, but I want you to think about fire. And I want you to think about power because that's what Jesus, that's who Jesus is. He is that light. He is that power. And I love what it says in verse 5, and the darkness could not comprehend it. That word should have been translated apprehended. The darkness could not apprehend it. The darkness could not seize or take possession of or apprehend. It could not stop the light. And from the very beginning, Satan has tried to put out the light, has tried to put out the fire, has tried to uh, seize this light that Jesus brings. From the very beginning, Herod, he... he, 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 he uh, attempted to wipe out Jesus by killing uh, all the male children uh, during that time. Uh, even the cross and, and the, the crucifixion and the resurrection, it was all to try to seize and take out this light. But we were known the third day after the, after the crucifixion, after the cross, on that third day, he rose again, defeating death, hell, and the grave, once again declaring that you cannot put out this fire. You cannot put out this light. It cannot be hid under a bushel. But no, this light goes forth. It cannot be apprehended. It cannot be put out. And in fact, some of you think, especially in the day that we're living in, how bleak and dark this world is, and you would be right by saying that. How wicked this world is, and you would be right by saying it. But can I tell you the light shines the brightest in the darkness. Yes, it's the light of Christ that is not intimidated by the darkness. The light that lives on the inside of us. The light that has light lit every man that comes into this world. It cannot be diminished. It cannot be put out. It cannot be hid. It is the light of Jesus Christ and it is the light that shines on a hill showing others who are lost and without Christ and without Jesus that there is a way, that he is the way, that he is the truth, that he is the life, that he is the light that lights all man. And this light shines in darkness. Verse 6 says, There was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness, to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe. He was not that light, speaking of John the Baptist, but was sent to bear witness of that light. Verse 9 says, That was the true light, which lighteth every man who comes into the world. John chapter 8, verse 12, Jesus speaks of himself. In John chapter 8, verse 12, he says that I am the light of the world. And anyone who follows me, listen now, 
will never walk in the darkness, but will have the light of light, of life. Verse 9, that was the true light which lighteth every man who comes into the world. Verse 10, he was in the world and the world was made by him. Now I want you to listen to this. And the world knew him not. He came unto his own and his own received him not. Now, the reason this is so important, it says he came to the world and the world didn't know him, but he came to his own. And it doesn't say that his own didn't know him. It says his own did not receive him. His own did not receive him because when they seen him, those who were looking for the Messiah, they weren't looking for this Jesus. They weren't looking for Joseph's son. They weren't looking for Mary's son. In fact, you remember it was Jesus who would stand in the temple and read from the scrolls of Isaiah as he would speak and say, I've come to deliver the captives and to open the eyes of the blind, to set it captive those set 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 those free who are captive. And he would go on to say and preach the acceptable year of the Lord, and then he would look at the those in the temple and say, Today this scripture has been fulfilled. And they would run him out of the temple, his own try to put out this light, run him off a cliff, but he was able to escape by the power of the Holy Spirit. It says he came to his own and his own received him not. And then verse 12, but as many as received him, to them gave he the power to become the sons of God even to them who believe on his name. And that's, that's, this is where I want to preach a little bit. It says some received him, and some do, and some won't. But to them he gave the power, to those who will receive him, accept him, believe in him. He gives us the power, the right to become the sons and the daughters of God, even to them who believe on his name. Verse 13, which were born, not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And I want to look at that. It says, even to them who believe on his name, we become the sons of God. Verse 13 says, which were born not of blood. The first thing I want to tell you is this is not a natural birth, but this is a supernatural birth. 
When we become the children of God, when we believe on his name and we receive this power, the gospel of Jesus Christ, when we receive this light, when this light comes to our dark, dim, lost souls and our dark, dim, lost spirit, it's when we believe on his name, we are born again, not of blood. It's not a natural birth. John chapter 3, verse 3, Jesus is speaking to Nicodemus and he said, you must be born again. He said, how can I enter into my mother's womb a second time? And he said, he said I'm not talking about being born a second time in your mother's womb. I'm talking about you need a spiritual birth. You need to be born of the Spirit. It's a supernatural birth. It's salvation by a born again Spirit. God putting the Spirit of His Son Jesus inside of our lives. Us dying but being raised up again in newness of life. Not of blood but of Spirit. Then it says number two, nor of the will of the flesh. This is found in chapter uh, verse 13. Nor of the will of the flesh. What does that mean? It can't be earned. It's a free gift received by faith. You can't earn this thing. You can't, you can't, uh, you can't do enough to receive it. It's not by the will of the flesh. You can't earn salvation. It's only received by faith. Number three, nor of the will of man. It means, what does that mean? It means you can't receive this by any religious work. You can't be baptized enough to receive Jesus Christ to become the son or the daughter of God. You can't be baptized enough. You can't go to church enough. You can't read your Bible enough. None of that will give you the power or the right to become the sons of God. It's only through Jesus Christ. It's only... Uh, through the fire and the power and the light of Jesus Christ coming in and taking over our lives. It's not by blood, not by the will of the flesh, not by the will of man. Number four, but of God. The only way you receive Jesus Christ, the only way your life is lit by the power of by the fire of God, is by God. Salvation is not, a, is not a, uh, by man. It's not a result of anything man can do, but it's altogether a God thing. Ephesians tells us this, that we're saved by grace through faith. It's a gift of God. It's not by works lest any man should boast. So we receive this power to become the sons of God by faith, even to them who believe on his name, not of blood, not by the will of the flesh, not by the will of man, but of God. Verse 14, and the word was made flesh. I love this because how do I get, how, how do I receive this? You're talking about Jesus and God and, and heaven and light and how do I receive this? We can't get to Jesus and we can't get to God. But what happened? The Word was made flesh. Jesus came and dwelt among us. We could not go to Him, but He came 
to us. That's what the incarnation is all about. That's what Jesus wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. That's what all that was about. It was about God giving us Jesus so that our souls could be saved, that he could die for us so that we could live for him, giving us access to God and restoring relationship between God and man. This is what it's all about, him lighting our dark soul, setting us on fire, giving us the power of his spirit not of man not by the will of man not by the will of the flesh but by God verse 14 and the word was made flesh and he dwelt among us and we beheld his glory as the glory of the only begotten of the father full listen now of grace and truth. You would be right to say that this world is dark, wicked, evil. Man's hearts are turned towards themselves. You would be right. But I also know that I'm right when I say that Jesus is the light of the world. That he has come to set free those who are bound by darkness. I'm also right by saying that those who have accepted and received Jesus Christ have received this light. And you are a source of hope and strength. You are a light in this dark world. You are salt in a seasonless world. Your light in a dark world. God is God and he does things in such great ways that when he lights you, he doesn't just light you to light you. He lights you so that you can share the light with someone else. As we think about coming out of the Christmas season, we have been given this gift of light. What are we going to do with it? So Jesus comes to earth. We beheld his glory as the only begotten son. We sing the songs. We celebrate Jesus, the incarnation. We celebrate him being this light. But then what do we do? We've been given this light. What do we do with it? We give it away. Well, if I give it away, then I won't have it. No, it's a well that never runs dry. It's a light that you never get to the end of. You give it away. You give hope away. You give joy away. You give peace away. You give Jesus away. You tell people about Jesus. You, you, you don't have to know 
all the scriptures. You don't have to know all, all the, the history. and You just have to know what Jesus Christ has done for you. He has set you ablaze. He has given you his spirit. He has set you on fire. He has put a light down in your soul. He's given you life. This morning, my prayer is that you give it away. That, if we, if we want to look at what we do after Christmas, we've been given, not this, we've been given Jesus, then what do we do? I believe if we take the story of the gospel, we take the story of the incarnation and of Jesus taking on flesh, if we really get it, it's not something that we hide. It's something that we give away. Uh, like the song says, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. And then the, other, the verse that says, hide it under a bushel. No. I'm going to let it shine. Because there's darkness all around us. God is wanting to use you. He, he has lit you to light someone else. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. We thank you for your light. We thank you for your son, Jesus. Now let us take your word and do something with it. Not be hearers only, but doers of the word. Let us go into our places of business, on our job, in our circle of friends, and let's take Jesus with us. Let's take this light with us, and let's give it away. There are people all around us that if they take their last breath here on this earth, they would take their next breath in hell. And we cannot be okay with that. We can't just say, well, I'm saved and my family's saved while everyone around us is dying and going to hell. We have the answer. We have the light. We have the truth. And Father, I pray through the power of your Holy Spirit that you would embolden us and strengthen us. I pray that you would revive us and refresh us and renew a passion to share this gospel and this light in a dark world. Now, Father, we give you praise for it all, glory for it all, in Jesus' name, amen and amen. God bless you. Thanks for watching this morning. See you soon. We hope that you were encouraged by today's message. If you were, please feel free to share on social media, subscribe, or leave us a review. We can't wait for you to join us here again.